the second hour of Off the Beaten Path. I am your host, Steve Elkins, and today's date is May 14th, 2023. It is Mother's Day, and if I haven't said it enough, happy Mother's Day to all those mothers out there. And when I say mothers out there, I mean that in a very nice way. Not you mothers, you know what I'm saying. you got to watch how you say that, you know, you mothers. <laughs> I don't know how you say the mothers in a way that you're complimenting and you're praising because uh, it's it's taken such a bad rap, you know, I guess in the ghetto, you know, you, you mother. Uh, <laughs> it's got a totally different feel here, but I mean it in the most positive way here. Happy Mother's Day. And we go back to talk to Jr. in Georgia. Jr., come back. What's going on? Steve, I would like to say this. Um, I respected John Statmetter so much. Even the many times I disagree with him. And I've respected your voice as well. And you're the two, you, you two guys' voices who I've respected for a long time. Even after John passed, I respected the history of his career. But I'm, I am of the belief and now the opinion that John may have been correct. We have reached a threshold now because of this invasion that is occurring on our southern border. The nails that are being placed in the coffin right now is the death of this country. I do not believe this country has the spine or the backbone to remove these illegal entries in the years to come. And it's going to have a negative effect across all societies, all cultures. There is no way we can get around this now. We have fallen into the trap of what Europe had fell into. You're going to see France and Germany. We've already seen it for the past two or three years. Yeah, we did. The cultural divide. And the fall of the white Anglo-Saxon. I, I find it hard for me to be even thinking in terms of racism. But I can no longer deny the truth. You're this absolutely country, correct. Uh, you're absolutely correct. We saw what a good, geez, how many years has that been? I'm going to say, I don't know, maybe 2014, 2015, Europe was being bombarded with illegals from Turkey. And they were raping the women in the streets, and we saw all this stuff. And then we started seeing a, a division. We started seeing wokeism in uh, in these countries. They were not protecting their citizens, and they were pretty much giving a pass to the Turks who were raping women. Um, and yes, that was a long ago, and uh, it has migrated here, come to the United States now. You're, you're absolutely correct. This invasion, this border invasion, is going to have serious consequences on so many areas here. Um, it's, it's why our Second Amendment rights are so important, Jr. and uh, to, to savor our Second Amendment rights to protect ourselves, to protect our castle, because we're not going to have law enforcement being able to, uh, to, to, to be in so many places at the same time. We are going to have to defend ourselves and take care of our families. And that means using force. Then, so get by God, do use the force. You have to. You have to survive. Um, 
because we don't have a government who cares about the citizens. They don't care about us. Well, even the president of Turkey, Edron, and I've got it bookmarked. It's from around 2015. He says, we will invade your countries through mass migration, and we will multiply and take your countries from within. That was from the the current standing president or minister, whatever he's called, from the country of Turkey. I've got a bookmark. I can sit anybody wants to see it. And the same thing now is taking place here in these United States. What saddens my heart, and not only saddens it, but angers me. Us white, racist, white, Anglo-Saxons came up with a something called a constitution, which was a follow-up to the Magna Carta. That gave us our individual our individual rights from God. Our country was created in sin. Its beginning was created in sin by way of slavery. We shouldn't deny it, ignore it, or dismiss it. But we have asked for forgiveness for that. And we have been given forgiveness for that. But now every way we turn, all the laws that were created by that Constitution are now twisted and turned against the white Anglo-Saxon. For he's the devil. No, we were not the devil. We were the avenue of peace. That's what we sought was peace. Yes, there's a few among us who are devils and demons, yeah. and they live amongst us. Yeah, they They're full of greed and hatred and wish to deceive. But we, the American people, the people that wake up every morning, shower, shave, and go to work, trying to take care of our families, yeah. trying to provide. Yeah. We're not JR, racist. JR, what's the tipping point? What's the tipping point? We have when, reached the we we have reached the tipping point. I'm sorry. I'm talking about I'm talking about when Americans finally rise up and the revolution begins. What's the tipping point? What's what are we looking at? And then in the next year, or so it will it happen before the 2024 elections? Will it happen soon after? What's the tipping point where Americans say, you know what? I've had enough of this 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 corrupt government. I've had enough. When's it When's it going to happen? Steve, I have been hoping and praying for so many days and years. That tipping point would already have arrived. Yeah, me too. But I'm disillusioned. I am, I'm not convinced that day will ever come. For we, our neighbors, some shall give in just to exist in what they identify as peace. But tyranny will control them. And they will sell their souls for what they call peace. Under that tyranny. Mm -hmm. But I'm not one of those people. Me neither. I have a faith in my God. And that's the thing that amazes me. And I will leave this with you because I know you got some callers wanting to come in and in here. But Jesus Christ preached freedom. In the secular world that we live in, the Magna Carta, 
the Constitution for pathways to freedom in the secular world. But Jesus Christ promised us freedom in eternity. And that's why us who have the faith and believe fight for that freedom here on this earth and this world. Just to have a peace in our heart. Well, you, you and I are about the same age, if I, if I remember right. So, yeah, yes, I, kinda, we are. I was I was looking forward to my golden years and not fighting a battle in a war. But um, if that battle comes, I will be right there. Um, I've got uh, some big giant. We bought a TV. My TV blew up a while back. I bought a TV and it comes in this big box. And my wife said, we're going to break the box down. I said, no. I'm going to actually use this box at some point in time. I know it. So I split it, kind of folded it out. It's huge. And she said, what are you going to use it for? Well, this will be the this will be the poster board that I'll be on the side of the road with to encourage other people to stand up and fight. I'm, I'll be making a, a big poster board and finding people to, to be on one side or the other. So I've got – I'm getting everything kind of ready, aside of being prepared for actually doing a battle in a revolution, Jr. That I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be right out there. I, I I drive by my wife and I drive around town and we we go by downtown and I said, well, there's the jail right there. If you have to come ever pick me up, that's where I'll be right here. This is where you pick me up, because I'm a fighter. Which also, I mean, I look at the situation I'm in now with the cancer. I'm a fighter. I'm gonna be fighting for everything. I can. And I'm, I'm just that's me. And so I'm gonna fight if I have to fight. What's happening right now, I'm going to be right there in the battle. I'm not going to retreat. I may go down, but I'm going to be in the fight because that's what I do. Thank you for your time, Steve, as always, and God bless you and your family. And I will be thanking and praying for you on the hour, every hour. It's, it's so heartbreaking to hear that you have had this condition come upon you. Is it fair? No. Through, I'll get through it, Jr. and I'm going to be a bigger, stronger person than ever. So thank you for your prayers, but um, I'm I'm going to be in it. So we'll be good. We'll be good. Appreciate the call. Let's go back to the phones. Let's talk to Dave in Delaware. Welcome, Dave. Dave in Delaware. Yeah, see, this, uh, the IRS admits that the income tax is collected by voluntary compliance, but nobody can tell me where they volunteered. Anyone who would like to learn how to unvolunteer, go to revokeincometax.com and follow those instructions, and when you receive your six steps, you'll have the answer to how to unvolunteer from the IRS. Okay, I'll look that up. That's interesting. Okay, revokeincometax.com. I'll look that up. Appreciate it. Anything else to add there, Dave? No, if you want to write to me, my address is on the website. Okay. Okay. I'll do that. Appreciate Thank that. You. Appreciate the call. All right. Let's get back to the calls here. Uh, Kathleen in Texas, welcome to the show. Hey, Steve. Uh, you Hello? continue to be in my prayers, and uh, I called tonight uh, to, uh, excuse me, to... Uh, uh, tell you about in the early 90s, 1990s, um, 
I heard uh, Dr. Lorraine Day on Coast to Coast with uh, Art Bell. I never listened to that, uh, to anything about aliens or things like that, but but good interviews uh, I I would listen to. And so, um, and she's... uh, she has a website, drday.com. But anyway, uh, she had written, no, she had uh, made a video entitled, Cancer Doesn't Scare Me Anymore. And so my sister's uh, friend in the early 90s had been diagnosed with breast cancer. So I thought, oh, good, because it was a wonderful interview. So... um I got it, and of course, my sister wouldn't dream of inferring uh, something like that to her friend. <laughs> so uh, I got to keep it, uh, but uh, I really enjoyed it, and my mother enjoyed it. And um, but it was very impressive. And uh, so uh, she, uh, just to remind you, in case you didn't know, and the audience. Dr. Lorraine Day was the head of orthopedic surgery trauma division for 20 years at San Francisco General mm-hmm. Hospital. And um, and then when she uh, was diagnosed with fourth stage uh, uh, cancer, uh, it's the, uh, uh, the whole uh, uh, story of how she, what she went through. And I think you would really... Um, I'll take a uh, look at that. Definitely, well, I'll definitely look at this. It sounds interesting. Yes. Well, on our website, drday.com, mm-hmm. um, she has a picture of this enormous uh, growth between her breasts. Mm-hmm. And um, the story is just incredible. But anyway, so you're, you continue to be in uh, my prayers, and I'm sure most of, you know, most of the uh, listeners. So uh, take care. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Arban family, for those prayers. I really do mean that. Uh, thank you. I'm definitely going to look this up. I, I, I know about uh, Dr. Lorraine Day, and I will definitely look that up. I'd like to see what uh, what's that all about. Appreciate that. Back to the phones. Francis in North Carolina. Hey, Francis, how are you doing? I'm doing fine, I think. I'm out here playing with the chickens at the moment. Uh, how, many chick- how many chickens you got? Uh, almost two dozen. That's pretty good. And it- hmm. They're having quite a time. I mean, they're out in the out in the uh, field, out in the run, actually, and having fun and uh, picking around and looking at insect, going after insects, and who knows what. It's typical stuff that uh, I guess you call I don't know. It's the loose terms of uh, free range chickens as a concern, but they're not actually out in the bigger yard, uh, for that matter, given the size of the farm. But they'll be big enough eventually that we'll be able to go out. I just have to make sure I have a good. Uh, I have a pecker head in the midst of uh, the whole bunch because supposedly a lot of the ones are pullets, not uh, cockerels. Yeah. So in case yeah, we got to be careful out here. I, I was thinking about adding a couple of hens. I, I still may, may build a coop and get four or five hens. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm Wait, thinking about that. it. But uh, we got a problem out here with with hawks and eagles that will just swoop down and take away your chickens. And well, I haven't true. figured out how to let them free range and, and roam around the property a little bit and keep them because that's happening an awful lot. Hell, they're, 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 they're taking cats. Well, the cats in my neighborhood, people are losing their cats. What happened to your cat? Well, I can tell you where your cat is. He's in that big giant eagle's nest up there. They're killing <laughs> cats. So. Well, that's true, too. 
Uh, however, there's a couple of sites you can go to online, uh, such as Chicken of the Yard or, or whatever the case is, that they mm-hmm. have information regarding that when you have a moment to research it. But uh, I find that if you learn how to speak as a using raven or crow talk, mm-hmm. if there's a hawk nearby, they will stay away, even though they cannot see that bird. Yeah. Because hawks are terrified, crows or ravens or whatever you want to call them. They are terrified mm-hmm. of them. They are a nuisance to them. So yeah. if you happen to get a recording of that, uh, that will generally keep them uh, at bay uh, as far as as far as that part goes. Well, I can, I can tell you the coyotes. We have coyotes out here, too. A lot of coyotes mm-hmm. out here where the... Oh, wow. And uh, they're, they're, it's, it's kind of neat. At nighttime, they do their little howl thing, but uh, they love chickens, too. And mm-hmm. so I found out from a, a guy who has a bunch of chickens, and he said a red strobe light, red strobe light out there by your chicken hen house, when you lock them up, that uh, they don't like that red strobe light, and they won't come. they won't come to your property, so... Think about it's that. probably because it frightens them because they don't understand what yeah. it is, and so yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it it keeps them at bay. Yeah, that would yeah. tend to do it, uh, yeah. for that matter. And so, of course, that wasn't what I originally called about, but um, uh, it, early in the show you mentioned about the various uh, uh, mechanical devices that are used or can be used or whatever for the border protection and so forth. Yeah, You're yeah, absolute. the active, active denial system is one, one great tool we could use. We don't use it. Well, you know, they, yeah. they have all this technology that they do not make available to the public that could yeah. be used for healing or whatever. But, yes, they could use that to help repel people from wanting to come across the border. The yeah. problem is it's what's called selective usage, their intention of usage. They'd rather use it on an everyday person than to keep someone out and turn them around and say, uh-oh, forget it, I'm not going to bother. Uh, yeah. For that matter, so which I find to be you know, I'm looking, I'm looking at a list here that uh, Governor Greg Abbott uh, appears to be trying to do something. I don't think it's enough. Uh, talking about this National Guard, these special trained National Guards. Talking about using Black Hawk, Hawk helicopters, C-130s. I have no idea what you, unless you're just going to fly them back to their country. What the C-130s no, that, are going to do? Specially trained that, National Guardsmen. And uh, deploying them to the hot spots along the border to intercept and to joke. repel and turn back the migrants. That's they don't want to call them joke. illegals. They want to call them migrants now. They call them migrants. Yeah, that, that's a complete joke uh, to start with. If anything, if you want to deter people, and I remember I hear somebody else made a comment about posting up signage uh, mm-hmm. along the border fence or whatever and say, turn around or you'll be shot. Mm-hmm. And basically ha- using Marines to do this, I thought, you know, if that don't get the point across, then, you know, I don't know what will. But all the uh, National Guard and whatever uh, special forces they send in there is just to help direct them to various gate instances yeah. to be processed for get by. That's that what aspect. it is. Exactly. And so exactly. it's totally absurd. So the only thing I can do is, <clears throat> even though I'm far away from there, is to make sure that I ha- have my home, my property, my loved ones, mm-hmm guarded and protected from possible harm now if i come across somebody that i'm now don't get me wrong english is not my favorite language there's so many issues with it i could i could write a book on it but it's the only real language we have that's been brought here for that matter but if the people can't speak even hello or whatever let alone Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. not aloha but uh aho or whatever they 
they oh hola, that's it. Yeah. If they cannot say more than that, then they need to do an about face, take their tongue back to Mexico, and stay there, and get, take get with their own government and straighten things out. Don't bring Agreed. the garbage in. And as far as the medical aspect, you mentioned touched upon earlier. You know full well that that's all been pre-planned ahead of time as far as in conjunction with the pharmaceutical industry, that they're going to be bringing in this, bringing in that. That's all been plotted and planned. Yeah, I mean, and they'll, and they'll you don't have the solution. Be- they'll have the pill solution or they'll have the shot solution already lined up already. So this is being scripted, no doubt about it. You would think, and quite frankly, but the problem is that when they go to give the everyday person that's here in the U.S. already the so-called cure for the problem, that so-called cure is that you're going to injure them or take them out anyway. You just like to do well, they the also will also won't tell you too. But since we we seem to be in this direction of everything in the future now is going to be messenger RNA, I, I'm assume, I'm assuming they'll be sliding the messenger RNA for the TB, uh, for everything else they can think of. It's it's the future is messenger RNA. I I don't know why people don't fi- understand that. That's what's happening here to get this poison into your bodies. They tried it through COVID. Now they're going to try it through uh, for malaria. They're going to try it for a couple other diseases. It's always seemed to be going in the direction of this uh, this high tech stuff of messenger RNA. But you can't show me success in COVID. So why are we moving on with messenger RNA with any other diseases? This is the I craziest thing I've ever that. seen. It's not I working. I can comprehend that. But you know something? In light of that comment you just made, the reason why a lot of people are not getting it is because one. It is beyond their comprehension that they're thinking about because they're concerned with everyday life, uh, food on the table, who knows what, uh, and whatever titillation's on the tube. And so they're like, oh, well, the, th- those such things don't exist or whatever in a nutshell. So I don't have to worry about it. That would never happen. Guess what? We're in 2030. If it hasn't occurred already, it's still been occurring since 2000. This has all been plotted and planned. Now, if you can't figure that out with that high-tech TV that you got that's a big screen and that table uh, tablet that you use, and well, not to mention your cell phone that's emitting all kinds of cr- electronic crap that you like to be looking at instead of looking where you're going or uh, stepping out in the street, you know, you're, you're already, already titillated to, to the max already. And so you need to snap out of that stupor because you're not going to accept anybody presents to you as a warning because you've already made your mind up. Yeah. And that's all there is to I hate to say that, but uh, when I hear the comment that, well, the, uh, the people that have lost, have been injured or lost their lives, these other people that have not been uh, injected should have warned them against it. Well, you know, there's an old adage to that. You can lead a horse to water, but you sure as hell can't make them drink. That's so true. what makes that's you true. think that you can tell a family member or warn them and they're going to shrug you off? Yeah. I don't think so. So... Yeah. This has already been plotted. People need yeah. to wake up. And for people that actually are paying attention, bless your heart. Uh, at least you know how you're being guided by your heart about what you need to do. If your family is ignoring you, fine. That's at their own uh, peril, not yours. You can't do anything about it. At least you brought brought it to their, their attention. They have to make the next step, not you. So, anyway, with that, I didn't mean to keep right. it. Oh, by the way. Was it Michael or Keith in Kentucky made a comment about uh, uh, ask your doctor earlier? Uh, that would have been um, it would have been Mike in Kentucky. Okay, Mike, hats off to you, dude. I I needed a good chuckle this evening, and believe me, you gave it to me. So hats yeah. off to you, dude. Anyway, all right. Thanks, um, Francis.
Appreciate it. Have a great weekend. I'll have lime, coconut, and pineapple with my pumpkin pie. There you go. Later, Good dude. Deal. All righty. Uh, we're going to keep going here. We've got three more calls in the loop here. Again, we're, this is an open lines tonight. I think we've had some really good discussions here. I'd like to keep this going. 512-248-8252. This is your network. This is your time to to uh, to talk about the issues here. So let's go back to the phones and talk to Patrick in Texas. Welcome, Patrick. Uh, thanks, Steve. Um, yeah, first, uh, just talking about um, Chris Hennessy from RBN. He had this Dr. Pearl on. He's Chris all about electromagnetics. You mean Chris, Chris Hinkley, Hinkley, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's it. Um, he's a, he had a doctor on who was very, very educated in electromagnetic energy, out of 5G, um, and the, 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 and rats would lose 40% of their, uh, their brain neurons. Uh, your brains are extremely vulnerable to that stuff. And this the first ambulance that came out had 5G hookup for all communications on board. Three of the five ambulance uh, occupants or um, employees all committed suicide. There is a co- there is a correlation between that that, that frequency. Uh, so anyway, clean up. You, that's that's one thing I get out. You clean up your electromagnetic environment. Uh, another one is uh, is uh, Dr. Hilda Clark. She's both here for all those E's. She's all about the chemicals, you know, and cord and electromagnetic too. But, uh, you know, clean out all the, uh, the the kitchen under the kitchen cabinets. You know, get rid of all those aerosols. That's a load of chemicals. You know, uh, and um, and uh, you know, if you have to get out, uh, uh, you know, move out into the woods. And I know it sounds crazy, but if it gets away from the chemicals and you're desperate, um, and um, you know, and make her cook everything from scratch. Don't put anything on your skin because it'll sort it. Of, anyway, that's self-explanatory. Clean up your environment, both of electromagnetic and chemically. Um, and uh, there's a, you know, it's like uh, we need to be out in the, in the, uh, the environment anyway. Like this Dr. Cruz, you know, he's on TED Talk. And, uh, you know, he gets out. He used to be a neurosurgeon. He used to get out every morning at 7, seven o'clock-ish at like a sphinx and face east and get that morning sun. Which is, uh, you get the infrared, which penetrates and charges up your mitochondria. And then you get the longitudinal waves, which charges up your bioenergy, your, your aura, if you will. Um, and, um, that's the, that's the, that's the, more and more we learn about that. You know, it's like Dan Winter, he preached for 34 years about this bioenergy. This, uh, and he has this therapy, uh, just like those longitudinal, those, uh, Machine was in the in the uh, pyramids. These opposing vacuum tubes. Yeah, that's what it is. It's, it's you're you're getting you you get this uh, uh long. You're building a longitudinal wave uh, charge up basically, right. and you're charging up your aura. And uh, you know uh, you know you get longitudinal, you get dead. Is his favorite saying, and that's all pretty much you know, your own you know research. You know, look, look into that. Lord's water works the same way. It's it's charged up water through nature. Yeah. Uh, and, and um, you know, you 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 drink that city water. It's, you know, it, it's like there's no energy in it. It's dead. And uh, you know, you could you could take drink one, uh, do a test, a blood test, is the easiest test way to do it. Yeah, one drop of blood. You get it before and after. Before you take one drop of blood, you look at all the all the bloods all clumped together and roulets and everything. That's no good. Get to your blood vessels. You drink one glass of structured water. It's all charged up. Wait ten minutes. Take another blood test. All all the blood cells are, are free floating now. 
you know, that you, you showed you a quick test, you'll see that the effect of drinking that type of Lord's water. Um, with that, I'm going to go ahead and let you go. I just, you know, I just want to get right. those points across. Thank right. you, much. Patrick. Thank you for your call. Appreciate it. Always a good call. Uh, back to the phones. We got to catch up here. We got a few more in the loop here. Chris in Virginia, you're up next. Chris, are you there? Chris Hello. in Virginia. Yes, Chris. Hello. Hello, Chris. Hello. I'm here, Chris. Chris, are you there? Okay. Who do we got here, Chance then or Chris? It's Chris. Chris, are you there? Okay. All right. Go away. Shoot away. What you got there, Chris? I'm right in the middle of building a chicken coop. Oh, good for you. Yeah, I got 10 hens. Started. Ten Never hens. had chickens. Got a, got a Never rooster? had chickens before. Got, got a rooster? No. No rooster, and they're, they're little baby chicks. Oh, that's cool. Nice. And uh, we've never had chickens before. We live back in the woods here. And so, uh, yeah, it's nice. pretty pretty cool. But, yeah. uh, nice. Uh, uh, just admire you for your uh, for your courage. Uh, i got a neighbor next door. It's 24 years old. She got leukemia. She's uh, oh. at the end stages of having bone marrow transplant. Oh. And um, I think she probably got it because she got the shot but who knows but yeah main reason Steve seeing that that hotel up in New York with uh, all those illegal aliens just coming in there and they kicked out the poor wedding party my question to you Steve do you think anybody's going to push back in this country and and, uh, no they won't they won't for the reason is that the labeling the labeling that they have in place it stops people from speaking up you'd be surprised how many people are afraid to have a label tossed on now you talk about right and wrong it's this is clearly a wrong situation you shouldn't be doing this but if you speak up they put a label on you to make you look like a, a racist a bigot and nobody wants a label on them so they keep their mouths shut and then the, the agenda continues but I'm, I'm just the opposite I don't care if you want to label me, label me. You're, 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 it's not going to stick. It has no credibility. Wrong is wrong, and uh, I'm going to point it out. So if you want to, you want to call me a bigot. You want to call me a homophobe. You want to call me a racist. Go for it. It's not going to stop me. It's not going to shut me up. And that's exactly what labeling does. It shuts people up. And we can't be uh, we can't be uh, hindered by by this. We have to continue on saying what has to be said. Don't back down on these people. Don't ever back down on these people. So is it just going to be a very few of us that are going to fight back and they're pretty much yep. just going to squash us? Yeah, well, I don't know. They're not going to squash us. I mean, everybody has a tipping point. Everybody has a maximum of what they're willing to put up with. And I think I think it varies around the country. It depends where you are. Um, well, I know one thing. I know one thing. Their little evil plans that they think they're just going to implement might just – backfire in certain places i I, I would i would hope so i would hope so yeah because any any war you know once it starts you have no control over it and they've started the war i was was thinking about this whole thing with the borders and everything is it possible is it possible that what biden is Uh doing right now could be creating another civil war but it's not going to be against whites against you know it's going to be brown against brown it's going to be latinos fighting other latinos because those Latinos are coming in and they're stealing the jobs from those citizens that are here that are, that are Hispanic, they'll be stealing their jobs. So they're, you're going to have you're going to have a lot of anger on this side over here. People saying, "Well, you, you came here illegally, 
and you're trying to go after my job now. And the corporations, of course, they all they really care about is cheap labor. So they may hire some guy here from that just came over the borders illegally, hire him really cheap, and take away a job from somebody here's legally. So you may have we may have a race war, uh, brown against brown. In, Not only in that, situation. but what about this? What, where do you think yeah. eight, IRS can get their eighty-seven thousand from now? Well, that's that's something else. I mean, they've become a, a law enforcement entity now, and um, that's not going to turn out well for them either. Uh, if well, they just, think that they can just wave the gun around and start, uh, you know. Well, they did it in California. If they can play cop, I, I guarantee you there's going to be people who are going to say, no, you're not going to play cop with me. Well, they did it out in it, California. It just, it just shows the direction yeah. we're going in with with the Marxism, the, the 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 communism that's coming our way if we don't stop it. I mean, think about it. IRS agents, instead of these, uh, these geeks behind desks with their little black glasses and their little piece of what a band-aid between their, the, the glasses there to hold them together, the, the nerds are now packing heat, 87,000 are going to have guns, and have the authority to shoot on people. Who gives them? I mean, because they have the a, gun. Doesn't mean they they have become balls. a judge, jury, and executioner here, and they've been given that power. Yeah. That's going to backfire. But just because they have a gun of, doesn't mean they have doesn't mean they have the balls to use it, right? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. How about, how about all, that? How, did you see that drag queen convention? Yeah, I did. I did. We we could have oh a whole bunch God. of Barney. We could have a whole bunch of trigger trigger finger, uh, itchy trigger finger uh, Barney fifes out there. You know, with IRS, I can I can throw my my weight around my power. Um, I don't know how that's going to turn out, but I, right, well, I guarantee thanks. you, if yes, it sir. does go to force and they start to misuse this, uh, I guarantee you, I think the taxpayers are going to going to push back. Well, yeah, really at that hard. point, sir. At that point, like you said, when 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 they see they're trying not to throw their cards on the table, right? But when they find, like you say, when they throw their cards on the table, then it's game on. Then it's that's like, right. hey, I ain't paying my taxes anymore. You can go go pound sand. That's right. I ain't following right. any more of your freaking rules. That's right. There you go. I, I can't wait for that moment, Steve. Oh, I do, I do too, and I I hope to live to see it. I really do. It's kind of uh, like it's kind of like the little the little wussy in school that wants to push you or just mess with you, and then you push back and they ah, that kind of thing. It's, it's like the, same the wuss behavior. In, it's like the wuss in school that goes to the academy, becomes a cop. And now is misusing his 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 force, and throwing his weight around. It's that skinny weakling guy you didn't like in high school. And now is a cop. Don't worry, Steve. And, we'll get a few of them. Oh yeah. You're gonna, and you're gonna and you're gonna get through this this stuff with cancer, and you're gonna I'm, be out there on the field with us, man. I'm I'm gonna be there. I'm definitely gonna be there. I'm definitely. All right. Well, thanks, Steve. Thank you very All right, much. Man. All right. Talk to you soon. Okay. Chance okay. in West Virginia. You're up next. Yes. Hello, Steve. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you fine. What's going on, Chance? Steve, uh, you mentioned that you're opting to go with the chemotherapy. I have a question for you. Now, I, I, I imagine you researched everything, correct? Other than I'm still waiting for some tests to find out which agent is going to be best for me. And we're going to be meeting this Thursday with the oncologist and the caseworker to get all the information now and say, well, what, what's our plan? Which agent are we going to use that would target this? And so I'll find out more of that agent and also the duration, the period of time I'll be on it probably, probably three months to six months tops. Um, I'm hoping three months, but uh, we'll find out more this week. 
All right. Well, the reason I asked uh, Steve is I was on the chemo back in 2005. But I understand chemo treatments have changed now. Back then, I was hooked up intravenously for eight hours at a time. Uh, carboplatin, cisplatin, taxol. Yep, cisplatin, taxol, nulasta. But it was intravenous, and there was eight-hour treatments. Now, I, I heard that the chemo treatments have changed now. You don't have. necessarily... Yeah, you don't have to be hooked up intravenously for so long, like no, back then. That's, that's true too. And also, I'll be doing I'll be doing an oral agent along with an IV agent to target the cancer cells. Um, and uh, the new chemo, believe it or not, I mean, I worked oncology, geez, nineteen ninety four, long time ago, and I remember being chemo certified and and hooking up everybody to the chemo and watching it and doing vital signs and. And if they needed a blood transfusion, I would transfuse them. And I remember how toxic the early chemotherapy was back in the 90s. Oh, yeah. It's nothing, it's yeah. nothing like that anymore. They said, your, your that... hair's not going to fall out. My hair's oh, not really? going to fall out. It, my appetite should not really be suppressed. You should be all right there. Um, you might experience a little bit. Possibly you'll have to tell us if you do some uh, numbness and tingling in the feet, possibly. Yeah, uh, that's why I had, I had, hor I had horrible, I'm sorry, I had horrible peripheral neuropathy, and yeah. all my hair fell out. And when I say all my hair, even pubic hair, underarm hair, eyebrows, yeah. everything. But that was back then. I don't know how severe, though, these chemo drugs are nowadays. I heard they're much less severe. Yeah. Yeah. I had the peripheral neuropathy, the hair loss. I had uh, oh, no appetite whatsoever. Uh, um, oh, yeah. yeah. But this is going back, though, Steve. Yeah, wow, what? Going back. 18 years ago. So, uh, yeah. well, I'll keep you in my prayers because uh, um, I know chemo was, wow, it was horrible for me. Very horrible. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll, so I'll, I'll keep you in the loop. I'll keep you on the loop of what, uh, how it's going for me. And, um, that's all I can do. Uh, I, I understand the same thing that chemo has changed quite a bit over the years, and uh, and so hopefully uh, it'll it'll do the job what needs to be done, and I'll I'll have many 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 more good years ahead of me, and this will be all behind us. Well, I'll be praying for you, Steve. All right, Chance, appreciate that. Back to the phones, Pat in Texas. Welcome back, Pat. Oh, hi, Steve. Uh I was thinking, uh, have have you have you ever heard of eating sauerkraut uh, to help get rid of all the dead things so you feel better? Uh, you know, my mother's German and she's a big sauerkraut person, and I know there's some good things with that, um, but I can't uh, I can't list everything. I just remember she said, "Oh, you got a problem, GI gastric or or something with the intestines and the colon. You definitely want to eat um, some sauerkraut, and it'll help." pull everything out, the bad stuff out. So uh, that's about it, pretty much all I can remember from my mom. Well, I'll think about it because uh, it's been recommended, uh, uh, what was that lady, she showed uh, RVN, and uh, uh, a black doctor, she's in uh, uh, Panama, Panama, I think. Oh, you're talking about uh, Dr. Jan Jennifer Daniels. Yes, Jennifer Daniels, yeah, she yeah, talked about yeah. that. And and uh, somebody people keep bringing me sauerkraut. 
I'm thinking. So I'm is, there, is, there a kielbasa, is there a kielbasa with the sauerkraut, or is it just sauerkraut? Just, just sauerkraut. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I kind of like the, the kielbasa that go with it. With, with Maybe it, that's you know. your problem to start with. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, Steve. you got to watch what you eat, too. Uh, yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. I have some friends in the Philippines, and she's undergoing the chemotherapy, but that's Philippines, you know. It's, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. And and uh, she's been real sick. But yeah. uh, anyway, I, I, I do think that you should be eating a lot of uh, green things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't want to go against the doctor. <laughs> no, no, I don't either. I, I'm going to be doing a lot more juicing kale. Kale. There's a lot of good things with kale. There's no. a lot of uh, mm-hmm. things with, uh, with juicing, anti-inflammatories, beets, carrots. Mm-hmm. Uh, kale is huge. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to be doing some of that also on the side to augment and, and hopefully help my immune system through all this. So uh, I actually already started on the juicing hand thing, and I scared the heck out of my wife as I started juicing all these, uh, these carrots, and I started turning a little bit orange-yellow. And it turns out I just... Uh, I had too much beta carotene in my system, and I, I looked yellow. Uh, actually, I looked like an orange pumpkin. And, uh, and she, thought, liver, huh? she thought my liver was killed off already, and something happened to my liver. But that's just the beta carotene. Well, uh, vitamin A is good for cancer. It's all kind, all kind of things. So yeah. Vitamin A, night vision, yeah. you know, you name it. Yeah, and I agree. Okay, I agree. well, Pat, I got to move on here, though. Thank you for your call. And I appreciate it. Let's go back to the phones and talk to James in Vancouver. James, are you there? Oh, uh, yes, sir. Good evening. Um, you know, it's interesting because uh, the uh, cause of cancer, as I see it, is the <clears throat> uh, DNA losing massive amounts of nitrogen. It's uh, genetic code. Mm-hmm. And interestingly enough, I looked into that uh, urea that's in urine and what you have in urea is two uh, nitros bonded onto a carbon which double bonded to an oxygen Mm -hmm. so that if uh, in principle that uh, urea of course will go through the liver the liver will have to break off that carbonyl but once that's done those amines might be free to do some kind of healing. Mm-hmm. So, um, of course, I'm not advocating um, people uh, drink their urine. I mean, I don't think I could do that, but there are other sources of nitro out there. Mm-hmm. And the juicing sounds like a good idea because those vegetables, I believe, are high in nitro atoms. Okay. So this might be... Um, the kind of alternative that is uh, mm-hmm. agreeable to uh, pursue. Right. And uh, I um, have, have you heard uh, much? Have you heard yeah, much about? Have you heard much about alkalinity? More of an alkaline yeah, diet. Yes, trying, I have. Trying to yes. change your change. You know, I started thinking about that because I worked in a blood gas lab doing the blood gases and in, in from right. the, the samples that came to me from the ICU. This is early on in school before I actually got into ICU. 
And so I got to understand how to uh, analyze the, the blood gases, look at them. Is it respiratory or is it a metabolic acidosis or respiratory alkalosis or acidosis? And I started thinking about somebody saying, well, you need to change your diet and push you more into an, an alkalosis type situation. Right. And I thought, well, right. if I, what I understand with what I learned in, in the blood gas lab is you can try to throw yourself into alkalinity here, but your own body tries to do an acid base um, challenge kind of uh, it has a way of going back and correcting your blood gases. So if you try right. to push it to more of an alkaline st state, it's uh, you're either your respiratory goes up or one or the other, or your your kidneys, and it tries to bring you back to a considerable normal acid base on your arterial mm -hmm. blood gas. So I don't know how somebody could actually say, well, I'm going to be doing alkaline. Because your body's going to change to compensate and change that alkalinity to bring you back to acceptable normal uh, arterial blood gases. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, I, I think it would depend on how you're going to uh, apply that alkalinity. Uh, for example, uh, there's always the idea of uh, sitting in a warm tub of water uh, with one capsule of Clorox which is very basic, mm -hmm. and uh, see what happens there. Because if the, uh, <clears throat> if the alkaline versus acid numbers, the pH is not right, right. then the cells of the body, I don't think, can um, get rid of the toxins that are in them. You've got things like what is called osmotic pressure right, right, across right. This, a, a cell wall. Yep. So there's truth to this idea of alkalinity but i think mm -hmm. it's a question of how to do it and yeah. um you know if the foods you're eating like juices you you uh, obviously you your body will tell you i've had enough juice uh something like that so yeah uh there's that aspect to it mm -hmm. um and i um uh, yeah, so I've of course I've listened. I know about the people say about the alkalinity, but yeah, um, you uh, having the background in blood gas, so that's very uh, <clears throat> that's a very important uh, background, and that data is very important. So uh, actually, I myself, I, I actually I myself love that have, job. I was just a student, yeah, working at the VA in Indianapolis, Indiana, and uh, I was part of a work study program. To yeah. get my foot into medicine, and I, I took this I, I took this job working the blood gas lab, and I would yeah. sample, do all the sampling, and uh, come back, and here's all your here's your pH, here's your mm -hmm. bicarb, and, and uh, yeah. you know, and I would actually analyze it, and then I'd send it back. And uh, no, I, I that was another great job. I the VA wasn't all that great an employer, but right. uh, but uh, the the experience I got in the blood gas lab is is always been beneficial in my career. No, in that blood gas operation, you have high-speed computers doing the analysis. Am I correct? And it just feeds yeah, it out? Yeah, we have all these chemicals, and, of course, i got to make sure to calibrate. Right. The, I calibrate my machine every day at least twice. And, uh, right. yeah, it, it's pretty cool stuff. It's pretty neat stuff. And then you'd be able to correlate these uh, results of the blood gas with the actual uh, observations of the patients then and so you would you could build some um, file like that you see would i be yeah, right yeah yeah well exactly. you know then they start to tweak the therapies you know if they're on oxygen or something or 
yeah. you know, there's there's a number of things we do to change um, the blood gases to be more beneficial. And so yeah. you just simply say, well, here's your blood gas. Okay, well, we got to we got to make some changes on the ventilator. We're going to increase the mm-hmm. uh, peep pressure, bring more oxygen in, and hopefully that'll drive down this number here. So, you know, there's a lot of things you do. There's one tip maybe I could give you and, and the listeners as well is, uh, if you're in a big hospital, they have a pharmacology department, don't they? Actually, uh, every hospital I've ever been yeah. in, the ICU has their own pharmacy. Yeah. Uh, is well, the critical the, care yeah. pharmacist, and they, they make right. everything up right there. So every ICU well, the, has its own yeah. pharmacy. Well, the trick there would be to hang around the pharmacology department and simply ask them directly and privately, look, which, uh, which chemo has worked the best and... Um, what alternatives have you heard about that work, you see? Yeah. Because if you talk to the MDs, well, they're in a different class, you see, and they've got their their ego and their whatever it is. But if you talk to pharmacology who don't have a dog in the fight, you see, yeah. that might be a way of getting more yeah, that's, information. Uh, that's, an excellent, that's an excellent idea. Right. That's an excellent idea. Okay, yeah, sir. To, uh, that's actually how I found my, my oncologist was oh, by good. talking to nurses on the floor. Yep, of yep. who they who they deal with, who they has the greatest success, and they all came with this one guy, and they said, "This is the guy you yep. want." And this, and actually, my surgeon said, "This is the guy you want." Uh, I don't yep. know the others all that well, but I know this guy. I've worked with him, and this is the guy you want on your team. So I said, "That sounds great to me." Well, that oncologist, then you could always have a private conversation with him, and you could ask him about some of the alternatives that you've uh, heard about, right? Yeah. And study mm-hmm. his face. Just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You you know, feel him out, right? Right. Well, here's something interesting Already. that's never happened to me before. Yeah. My surgeon, who I still see on and off here, he checks everything over. Uh, my surgeon and my oncologist gave me their own personal telephone numbers. Well, that's that's encouraging, right? And, I, I, uh, I've never had that happen before. If you need something or something going on, Steve... I want you to yep. give me a call, and uh, the oncologist said the same thing. Here's my personal telephone right. number. Wow, that blew me away. I said, well, okay. Yeah, yeah, and 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 uh, like I said, those people that uh, are the unsung heroes of the medical profession, they know everything that's going on, but they can't get involved, but they see the results and what happens, you see. And um, that, uh, anyway, that's my suggestion, and uh, I'll let you go, Good sir. suggestion. Good suggestion. Very good Talk suggestion. Again. I like that. Thank Alrighty, you. sir. Thanks, Kelly. Bye-bye. Well, I've got a little bit of time left. If you want to squeeze one more in, 512-248-8252. It's 512-248-8252. I, I made up a list a couple of days ago that, you know, we have all these things going on here for diversion stories to take your mind off really what's going on. Right now, more than ever, because Joe Biden's in the hot seat now here, looks like uh, 20-plus LLCs, money being wired to all members of his family here. He's making a fortune. He has nothing to sell other than maybe the Oval Office itself. Uh, he's getting in some deep water here. The FBI says, we don't see anything. We don't see anything. We all see it. We all see the corruption of Joe Biden. But I got to say one thing, that Joe Biden, I would actually... If I ever had a nice thing to say about this guy, and I don't, I despise this man, is that Joe Biden, uh, I would I would applaud that he snubbed the British royalty. Okay, can I say that? He snubbed the British royalty, did not attend this coronation 
of uh, Prince Charles to become a king. Uh, Jill went instead. And uh, I would have to give him a, a thumbs up on that. And that's pretty much it. He thumbed, he snubbed his nose at the British royalty. And I love that. I, I just don't have anything for Br British royalty. So I thought that was one plus. But I looked on my off the radar list here. What's off the radar? We haven't talked about it in a long time. Is this FTX cryptocurrency fraudster by the name of Sam Bankman Freed. And, uh, you know, he went from a leader in the industry of, of cryptocurrency to now villain. He's off the radar. Is anybody he's in custody? I don't know. Where, where is he? Is he on Epstein's Island? He's on pro probation? I don't know. But uh, I thought it quite interesting that we never hear about this guy anymore. Sam Bankman Freed. Um, he's on I me. Mean, he's probably in the same. He's in the same category, the same category and situation is Bernie Madoff. He screwed over a lot of people, billions and billions and billions of dollars stolen. He's a fraud. And, uh, well, we know where Bernie is, but, uh, that, that pretty much that case is, uh, it's not out there anymore. We're not talking about, it. nobody's talking about the mainstream media, Sam Bankman freed. Who knows? Where's this guy? Monkeypox, monkeypox. It was here. It was here. It's gone. The Epstein papers. Well, they're not talking much about that anymore either. Well, he's, he met with a bunch of, uh, key people here. He met with a, uh, uh, I'm trying to think, um, a DA or, or, or was going to be a DA at the time. It's not, but, uh, you know, these, these, these stories that we should be talking about still, and we're not hearing about it all. Monkeypox is off the radar. Marburg's disease. It left, it came back, it left, and it's coming back again. I understand they're going to make the, something big about this over the, over the summertime. Marburg disease, the disease very similar to the Ebola virus, and, of course, the Petri dish is in Africa. And somehow it's going to get from Africa to the United States. And I, I assume the um, pharmace pharmaceutical industrial complex will have already a solution lined up for us so we don't, all don't get Marburg's disease. Um, the transgender manifesto from that shooter. What, what happened there? Nobody's pushing. Where's the, tra where's the manifesto? I want to see what she wrote or he wrote in the manifesto. I want to see what's going on here. These things are all off the radar. Amazing. And we, I, another diversion. I, I guess uh, sooner or later we're going to hear about another spy balloon from, from China. Of course, that's the way to go in, in nowadays, uh, the high tech. Skip the high tech, go back to old tech, spy balloon, and we'll be talking about that. I talked with somebody today uh, who was in the government. He said, I can't tell you what I do for the government. But then I said, well, I'll start talking about the spy balloon. And he said, that was a diversion. And I said, diversion what? He goes, yeah, it's a diversion. While you were looking away at this, something else was going on. He said, I, I can only tell you that. And, uh, and he was absolutely correct. It was a diversion tactic, and it'll come back probably, just, uh, probably soon to take the heat off of, of Joe Biden here. I don't know how the FBI, we, we all see what the FBI is doing. They're blocking, they're guarding the biden cabal here and uh it's getting more obvious more obvious that a lot of money was exchanged and given to the biden family and given to all members of the biden family as as a way of money laundering that's exactly what it is here is the guy that wants eighty-seven thousand irs agents to squeeze you and me he's getting money under the table here and uh, it's being laundered right under our noses here being laundered the biden family's wealth is growing and they're taking ours. So 
Sounds like I hear the music. That ends our show back in tomorrow night with Mr. Ron McDonald in that second hour. Good news. I'm going to be getting Harley Schlanger on every month, every first Monday of the month. We got him on for June and July, August, probably not the first Monday, but we'll definitely have him in August some other time. So it's nice to have Harley Schlanger coming back. Completes our show tonight. I'll be back again, like I said, Monday with Ramadan on the second hour for the National Intel Report. Thank you for listening. Health, happiness, and safe travels. And thank you again for those prayers. We will talk again. Good night. listening to 